Hello and welcome to the round review of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host, Mort, and I am joined by, as always, uh, lately, my fellow guest and handsome colleague, Salo Dan. How you doing, buddy? Mate, good, thank you. I am having a good week. How about yourself? It's not bad. It hasn't been a bad week at all, actually. Uh, I still can't believe it's only Tuesday, but other than that, going good. Feels good, mate. Everything's easier after a Sharks win. What can I say? Especially when you beat those dirty dragons. But more about that tomorrow. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll touch base on that tomorrow night. But you are correct. Sundays are just more fun. Wet weather's more fun when you beat the dragons. Absolutely, everything's more fun. Everything in the world. All right, let's dive straight into some footy, mate. Uh, on Thursday night, we had the Parramatta Eels defeat the West Tigers twenty six points to sixteen. Uh, the Tigers were brave, but the Eels were just too a bit classy on uh, on my watch. They were. Um, I'm going to get out of the way real quick. It's a dud round of football, mate. There's some fucking shit games and some real bad performances. But Mitch Moses wasn't one of them. He was back and he was the difference in this game. If he wasn't there, I think the Tigers win. Yeah, 100%. percent i got that written down as well. You just... The, the, the Eels, like, they might have done it a little bit tough, but they did it because they had a halfback like Mitch Moses there. Absolutely. The, the, there was late Tigers try, so it was probably closer than it, um, it should have been. But the highlight for me was that Blake Ferguson no try. Holy fuck, how he got that ball down is still it's beyond physics. Yeah, look, the uh, for, for whatever reason, that needed to be a try. Yeah, just give it. It was uh, clearly offside, and I don't care. And I don't think any Tigers fan who loves rugby league would care either. It was, no, it was a knock-on, wasn't it? I don't know. It was some infringement, but I, I yeah. think that, that dive uh, and that contortion um, yeah. deserved four points. Yeah, absolutely. Um the, the standout performance, apart from Moses for mine, was Regan Campbell-Gillard. My God, he's incredible. Whatever he's been eating in the last month and a half, feed everybody because he has gone from, you know, decent, decent-ish to an absolute monster. And I would say the form prop of the competition among some pretty big names and some pretty big stats. Yeah. Yeah, he, had, he actually on a rest this week and still made a lazy 247 metres. So. <laughs> 50 less than last week, the bum. He, he, another line break. Massive try. The guy can't be stopped. Yeah. Mate, do we want none of that? No, he wanted none of it. I, I swear to God, these poor fullbacks. Speaking of fullbacks, yeah. Mike Acevo's killing people again. It's good to see. Yeah, I, I think he got a little bit embarrassed about uh, getting taken out by a, a ginger stepson. And uh, yeah, he, he happily running over people again. Um, what did you make of Sean Bloor's debut? Loved it. I loved how he got into um, uh, Brown's face. And I love the back and forth. I love how Brown got the ball and said, give it to me, and ran straight at him and got dropped and got up and played the ball and rubbed him on the head and shook his hand after. As we'll talk about later, someone with a big, um, an aggressive side became a big, um, do we, can we say pussy on the podcast? Yeah, we call yeah, it I'm, I'm going to say a big pussy. But it wasn't this bloke. I loved it, and I'm so glad to see him kitten up again this weekend. I think, look, I think his debut was a little bit overrated. Um, and I think Tigers fans were just really happy that they had someone who actually wanted to run the ball and, and be a little bit aggressive. But coming off the bench, he made less than 50 metres. He tackled okay. Impact. But, All impact. Yeah, but Nathan Brown got the better of him because he got the two penalties. Oh, so. well, look, there you go. But I, I liked it. In terms of a, what, a 32 or 34-minute, whatever it was, debut, pretty, yeah. uh, pretty impactful. We won't be forgetting it. What I didn't like about this game was Madison got HOA'd early. And the Tigers fans were going on like, you know, they'd won a battle or something. 
Like, Madison's not going to win a premiership and the Tigers aren't going to finish ninth. Yeah. Um, and the other thing as well is that they were quick to, like, take the piss out of Madison, but expected everybody to feel sorry for him when Cheekham was convulsing on the ground. I, I didn't see that, actually. I was in, I jumped in for a quick shower, but pretty pretty frightening. But you're absolutely right. The The timeline turned from ha-ha, sucked in, enjoy your HOA, to everybody stop and pray for our player. It was just, yeah. you know, it's a rotten fan base, to be honest. Yeah, look, and, and I get it. I, I get that they were probably a little bit excited that Madison went off with a head injury, but, you know, he's not your player anymore. Don't cheer an injury. Exactly. Like, don't, don't cheer an injury to him. And these pricks are the same people that, that cheer on Packer, who was suspended again. Like, it, the guy oh, is I'll just... You, I'll tell you what, he, Packer had a really good game. He, he did, had a really, but he's... really good game. And it was just, it was the incidental crusher, you know, I fucking hate, like, I hate the, the crushers where they, they deliberately throw their body weight on them. But when a player backs into you and then sits down and drags you down with him, fuck me, how do you get suspended for that? There's not much he could have done. If it wasn't Russell Packer, I'd be 100% on your side, but I just can't do it. Yeah, okay. Fair play. Uh, let's move on. Before we uh, move on, Terry, Mitch Moses well, fell over twice, and it was awesome. Yeah, that's true. I, I kind of didn't laugh so much at the penalty goal. Uh, sorry, at the, at the conversion, because you're like, oh, well, it's wet. But when he went to kick for touch and fell over <laughs> and the fucking ball went in the middle of the field, that's when I laughed. It was fantastic. Oh, highlight of my weekend. <laughs> uh, look, a, a game that had no highlights. The Cowboys 12, Manly 24. Uh, Manly did enough, obviously, to get the win. But Jesus Christ, the Cowboys are bad. A controversial take. Cowboys suck. I am yeah. just... I know they've got a young spine, and I know that Hammer made another break, and he'll be on all the highlight reels, etc., etc. But they just... They've got nothing. Cole Felt, another catch-and-fall try to add to his other eight or whatever catch-and-fall tries. I can't think of one other thing outside of a few Maguire hit-ups that was um, anything to write home about, to be honest. If you're Jason Tormalolo, honestly, what do you do? Because you... you two or three years into that ridiculous 10-year deal that you've signed and there's no light at the end of the tunnel. You've, you know, there's no coaches who are good coaches sticking their hand up saying we want to come and, and you know, turn this club around. You've got big money signed up onto guys like Holmes and Morgan and yourself. You're taking a million dollars for 10 years. You know, who's going to want to go and play there? Jonathan Thurston was the biggest draw card, but... You know, as big a name as Jason Tormalolo is, are you going to want to go and play with him or are you going to want to go and play with Luke Keary? That's a good point. Uh, look, he needs he needs to, to find a way to get um, Morgan back on the field. I know I know that's silly to say, but no Michael Morgan, no Cowboys for me. And I, yeah. I honestly, outside of uh, Kyle Felt, I couldn't name another back. Yeah, that's... Their, their, backs have, their backs have been a genuine problem for a long time now. And as you said... Thurston really carried him. I know they had peak Justin O'Neill, I get that, and they, they had some other guys like you know Brent Tater and that across the years, but it's yeah, there's not much going on. And on the flip side, they had a guy like Anari Tuolau who's playing pretty good footy for the Knights. Yeah, they just let the wrong people go. Like, Eastern Masters is probably one of the dud signings of the season. I know he went up there with some fairly big raps, but I think they were from only people that played Supercoach and saw his tackle breaks because... I mean, he got dropped this week for another rookie, which says it all to me. But I, I can't think of anything he's done. We towed him up. He had a couple of early, you know, he, I think he played well against the Broncos from memory. But, I mean, who hasn't played well against the Broncos this year? Hopefully I didn't just jinx us. But uh, the Cowboys won the middle. They won all the stats. But 
they had no class. You know, you, DCE and Kate Cast, who I'm becoming a huge fan of real quick, they just they just ran this game round in circles. Pretty boring, yeah. to be honest. It was it was a boring game. Um, going back on to Tom Lolo, he signed that deal five years too long because if he if he can't get out of that contract, that's his that's his career. Yeah, well, look, you know, I think he's done all he needs to do in that he, he revived international league. He's won the title. He's played with probably the best player of the modern era. Uh, he, you know, he's done some things. He's got 10 years. But you can't tell me after five years he couldn't earn more at, like, Manly or freaking anywhere in the competition. Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think he sold himself short taking that 10-year deal. And I think, I think he did it off the back of, you know, the Cowboys making the 2017 Grand Final and, you know, thinking, oh, well... It, it's just going to be all smooth sailing and red roses for us, but fucking hell, they're ordinary. They are ordinary. One one thing I have to point out, though, DCE's been 9 out of 10 in the both weeks since I bagged him, so uh, you can thank me, Manly fans. I know. It's really interesting, though, because I do have a lurk on a couple of teams' forums, when, especially when a player's you know, getting a, a little bit of uh, criticism and... Um, you know, obviously the media has started on Daily Cherry Evans like they started on Sean Johnson. And Manly fans still can't see past the fact that he had a good game on the weekend. They, they, they will still find something. Seriously, <laughs> so what can I, he I, do? I, I thought he was unreal this weekend. He, that's two weeks in a row he's done that. I know he had a couple of bad games in a row, but I mean, everyone does. But uh, I yeah. want to push my, my Curtis Sirenin agenda. That guy is so good. Yeah, he is. And uh, the, the try he scored was, it, you know, just he got the ball and... Stepped inside, he had three people on him, and the next minute they just all fell on the ground. Tackle break king, he's, he's such a good option. I know he probably won't play Origin because of the amount of talent New South Wales have right now, but he walks into the Queensland side. Yeah, he's. He, I mean, if he's if he's not playing Origin, and you know, there's talk that they're going to be picking twenty or uh, twenty three man squads or something like that. He's got to be there or thereabouts. Yeah, I think so. He, he you know, Manly had a few. Um, Few highlights. Danny Levi scored again. I think that's two weeks in a row, uh, or two of the last three, something like that. But uh, for me, it's a Kay Cuss show, mate. If they bring yeah. Walker back this weekend, I'll be hugely disappointed. You've got to bring Walker back. You've got to put him in the centres. Put him in the centres. Absolutely. Cuss is a five eight through and through, and I don't think yeah. Manly offer too much out. Like a better team would have beaten them on the night, but the Cowboys uh, yeah. are just so uh, ordinary. Uh, that's the thing, though. They, they played a really, really ordinary side. But in saying that, Manly got a lot of injury problems themselves. They did enough to win, and I think that's all we should talk about this game. Done. Uh, moving on, Brisbane 8, Melbourne 46. 14-8 uh, at halftime. I thought we were starting to see a bit of a, a turnaround from the Broncos, and then Ryan Pappenhausen got involved. He did. He, every time he touched the ball, that... Tino, lots of our Joasa. Geez, he's a good yeah. signing for the Titans. Yeah. He just he's a huge, bashed him. He's huge signing for the Titans as well. The the one thing that I'm really worried about for the, for him going to the Gold Coast Titans is I'm seeing a lot of um, Titans fans putting their team up, and they've got him playing prop. He's killing people out on the edge. Yeah, him for feedery edges for the next three to five years. Don't even yeah. think about it. Don't even don't overthink it. Don't take Kevin Proctor into consideration because he's yeah. way down there. Those two are your, your building stones. But uh, when Ado Carr scored in the first minute, I thought, here we go, this will be 100. This will be the first time yeah. we're ever going to see 100 nil. And it was all Broncos for the next 20 minutes. They probably blew yeah. two tries. Yeah, they did, yeah. Uh, that, that 
Farmworth was so unlucky on that um, the the trip the first try that got disallowed, and they had another one disallowed as well. But you know, in the first half, it was it was all effort from the Broncos, and and it was really what you wanted to say. I know Milford sucked, but either more he he sucked for the first out of car try, but he, he he bounced back, and that was you know you just want to when when teams are down. I know it's it's fun to kick the Broncos while they're down. Um, but you just want to see some effort put in there. And it really looked like the Broncos were doing that. It looked like they, they had a game plan. They knew what they wanted to do against Melbourne. The second half, though, fucking hell. Cam Smith just ran. Everything he wanted happened. Yeah. Like it, was, it was freaking yeah. good. That 40-20 he kicked was ridiculous. He stepped three steps out of dummy half and <laughs> kicked it back across his body. Yeah, he's, mate, he's a freak. He's you know, There's no decline there. He can play at least 100. Um. um Nelson Asafa Solomona yeah, had his best yeah, game last I'm, week. He had his fucking worst game ever this week. That, that's what I was just about to say. Now, what an opening, right? So I had a multi on, and I was flicking backwards and forwards between the AFL and this game. And I flicked over twice, and Nelson gave away a penalty. And then when I flicked it back the third time, he dropped the ball. Yeah, I think he had three or four more drops that you might have missed too. <laughs> he got yeah, hooked, was... and he came back on and played okay. But that's yeah. that was such a turnaround from last week. Yeah, um, Ryan Pappenhausen though ran for the most meters this weekend, two hundred and seventy-two meters. No one got close to it. That's pretty incredible. He, in any other time, would be right in the Origin discussion, but he's just <laughs> stuck behind two <laughs> pretty handy players. They're talking about uh, there is a potential if if Turbo can't make it back, there's a, a wing spot open for him. Possibly, I, I tend to I tend to um, put Turbo in the centers, but if I mean if you're gonna shift it around, I mean. You could do worse. Papa now, he's pretty good under the high ball. He's pretty quick. He makes plenty of meters, and he just keeps popping yeah, up. And it's, it's not as if uh, New South, uh, sorry, it's not as if Queensland have got you know two Daniel Tupos out on the wing who could jump over him. Like who are their wing is going to be? Gagai and Valentine Holmes. Yeah. So, so I, don't, I don't think I don't think it's a bad share. Put it that way. Yeah, I know. Probably, you know, the wingers will probably be Adokar and Kotrick. But as we said, if they're if they're going to take twenty three man squads, he's got to be there. Yeah, I agree. as well. What about um young young Jerome Hughes, best half on the field against some pretty pretty highly regarded halves? I thought he was. Uh, I thought Jerome Hughes was really good. Um, he yeah, obviously he outperformed both the guys at the Broncos, um, and you know obviously in a performance like that when when Hughes had everything going for him, Cam Munster was just able to go and do Cam Munster things, and he did the little things that. You know, went unnoticed when when Hughes was going for a run or a dart. Um, you know, Munster was was organising the field, and, and it was probably a game where Munster didn't have to do too much, and probably woke up the next day fresh as a daisy. So that's kind of what you want when when one's going really really well and and he's playing at a level above. You know, Munster got a free ride. Absolutely, he played the game that he needed to play. The Melbourne were just yeah. professional. They saw the Brisbane Broncos. I mean, they saw the Broncos off. Then they, they pounded and they had their way with them in the second half, as you knew they would. Yeah, look, the, the opening half was a real danger sign for Melbourne. I, I was like, you know, they're, they're right in for a game here. And then, you know, come out the second half, you're just like, come on, Brisbane, keep that momentum going, make a game of this. I went for a piss and I came back and it was 30 to 8. Yeah, they just they, they couldn't go with them. It's the, team, it's the class of the storm. Yeah. Uh, let's move on. Uh, Warriors 10, Roosters 18. Before we get into this game, can you remember last week's prediction, Dan, for this game? Uh, will we say Roosters by about 90? You said Roosters by about 90. Yeah. I actually said, and I listened to it quote for quote, 
that the Warriors would turn up and play their hearts out for the guys who are going back home, but would probably lose by about eight points. Oh, there you go. Spot on. <laughs> Nicely done. You don't even need Thank to you. watch the games with, you know, clairvoyant. You, you actually turned around and said, oh, it's going to be the complete opposite. It's going to be a whitewash. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm st- still waiting for the whitewash. This is a really bad game. I don't know. Maybe I was just in a shit weekend, a shit mood this weekend, but it just nothing came of it. No, no, you're right. This was a really bad game. So um, just to let you know how ordinary this game was, again, I was watching a bit of AFL, and I had the two kids on the couch with me. Harper fell asleep. Paige passed out as well. I had a bit of a nap. And then when I got, I had when, when my wife got home, I had to go to the shops and pick up a new phone from Telstra. There's a nice little plug there. And when I was waiting on the outside, I couldn't get a phone charger to charge my phone because I think my phone knew that I wanted to watch this game. And it was like, no. Nope, it's not going to happen. You are not, you are not casting that onto your screen. <laughs> it, uh, just, it was a dud game. It, it, was, it was awful. The, the one highlight was I've been bagging Joey Manu for the past few weeks. Picks the ball up, scores the match, win and try. Nicely yeah. done. Um, even the commentators made mention of how quiet he had been, though. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he's widely regarded as the best center in the game because the trail's playing fullback. I can't think of anyone better offhand, but he just he hasn't done anything for a few weeks since he played fullback. Had a couple of good games early in the season, but he, he probably quiet for 79 minutes this week, too, but he scored the match winner, which is what you want yeah. from the best center. He, if he's not playing fullback or he's not playing on the wing, he, he doesn't get involved enough for, for my liking. No, not at he, all. You know, for, for someone as classy as him, he can't finish a game with, you know, six or seven runs and 50 or 60 metres. He needs to be having, you know, 10 or 12 runs. He, he needs to be having a Ramian-like game. Get in, get the ball, have a run, because he's a big boy. He is, and he's so elusive and hard to tackle. Yes. But to the Roosters' credit, they didn't have their starting second row and still won pretty convincingly to cite the scoreline, so pretty good signs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, a lot of a lot of form this weekend got thrown out, like got thrown out because of the weather, um, and you know again a game that, that didn't have the best of conditions. But the Roosters have just got way too much class, and they're about to get a whole heap class. We'll talk about that in the news. Mm-hmm. Done and done. Uh, moving on, Saturday night, the Raiders eighteen, the Rabbitohs twelve. This was another shit game. Do we have to talk about it? I just have a few few quick points. Jordan Rapano was picked to play centre. Over the guy that the Cowboys just spent eight hundred grand on to play centre, mm, you know, not saying. You mean the Bulldogs? The Bulldogs. The Bulldogs. Yep, the Bulldogs. Yep. Nick Kotrick, of course. Uh, yep. I've got that the Bunnies suck. Uh, Papali's good, and Nickel Clockstad is injured. Outside of that, this was an absolute bore. Okay, can you explain to me how Jordan Rapana was one not taken off for a HIA, and two was allowed to remain on the field for the rest of the game? I, I don't know. They they said he's got to go off for HIA in the commentary. And they kept yeah. showing him, like, looking and blinking and not focusing. And it just didn't happen. They're like, oh, they cleared him. Okay, cool. But, like, obviously the guy's half conscious. Go and get him. Yeah. Uh, when when I saw that hit, it was sickening. And you, I just... It, it's, one, it's one of the things that you see that just, for, for whatever reason, that made my stomach feel really... Un- not only did he take the full force of a shoulder to the face... But his head, sm- his head ricocheted off the ground. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't good. Yeah. I, I, I forget the hit. I, you know, I've got a bit of the old Rapanas myself. But I remember <laughs> thinking at the time, holy crap, how do you stay on? But um, the injuries are starting to, to really take a bite out of the Raiders at the moment. They are getting some troops back. But I think Rapana's been named at fullback this weekend. Did they name Harawira and Ira? Yeah, he's on the bench. Yeah. 
Okay, cool. So they named him Bateman's back Bateman's as well, back. or soon to be back. Speaking of the bench, Tarpany was great coming off the bench for the Raiders this weekend. He's he's a half decent player. I know I don't like him for some reason. I can't remember what he did, but great to see him. Oh, there you he's, go. He, he, that. He's, 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 the, he's the tough guy at the end of the game that'll try and start a fight when you've lost by 20. Ah, gotcha. I just... This game was really... Didn't have my attention. I know Chelsea was watching some video and I caught myself watching. Usually can't take my my vision off the footy, but... Mate, I don't know. Something was wrong this weekend. Maybe it was the rain. I don't know. Yeah. Um, we're also entering into Dan Gagai's uh, best season. Now, he scored seven tries. I, if I if my memory serves me right, I think that's the... Uh, it's either seven or nine is the most amount of tries he's ever scored in a season. But he's halfway through the season. He's on seven. He's averaging the most hit-ups and most metres of his career as well. And he has played some time at fullback. So we're getting Origin Gagai, and we're getting him. A, we're getting a lot of it this year. I really like it. Like I, I, I like Dan Gagai. I think he's a he's a quality player, and even still moving off the wing, I, I think he's one of the best wingers in the competition. But moving into the centres, he still had a good game this weekend. He did. I think a lot of the stats have come with him playing on the wing, which I think is his best position. Yeah. But you need him wherever. South need to get the troll back to the centres, and they've got to find a forward that can help Burgess make metres because he's doing it all by himself. Well, I mean, they're, they're, they're putting their hopes in Jai Arrow, but as we're seeing this year, he's not even the best Titans forward. He's been very, very disappointing, as we'll talk about in a few minutes. But, uh, he yeah. has an outstanding mullet, though. That's fantastic. It's a beautiful mullet. But, jeez, his footballing ability has gone way down the shit since he signed. Yeah. Uh, look, let's move on to uh, another game. Uh, the Knights 12, the Dogs 18. Fuck me, I'm thrilled for the Dogs. It was a good win. It was a, another terrible game, but it's good to see the doggies win. Um, so they've they've now got two wins, and they they're on four points. They're probably going to finish with less points than the 2016 Knights, despite having more wins. So can we now turn around and say that the the 2016 Knights are the worst team of all time? Uh, under, undoubtedly, they yeah. imagine imagine the Bulldogs. They beat their 2020 Knights. What they would have done the 2016 Knights. Your beauty. Yeah, exactly. um, Aiden Tolman, how good was he? 208 it, metres and a try? That was his best game I can remember him playing for so long. P- possibly ever, to be honest. The Bulldogs fans give him no end of shit. But the last couple of weeks, he's been really, really good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think it, it's, a, it's the whole classic, you know, you forget he's, he's been at the Dogs for a long time now because you know, he started his career at the Storm, but He's never been the Melbourne Storm Aiden Tolman. He's always just been that plotter whose name gets thrown around in Origin when he makes 250 metres, but he's, he's not really that good. But Jesus Christ, he was good on the weekend. He was good. Dogs 91% completion in the rain was huge. Yeah. Caelan Ponga had gigantic stats, but did nothing. I don't know where the yeah. hell they got that from. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, he's the, he came out of the paper and he's saying that he's, you know, evolving his game and. He's changing his game. He's not leaping as high, but like you know, it, it, again, it was awful. He had a terrible game. He just he did nothing. Like he had like two hundred and something meters, but they must have just been bringing the ball back because he had no impact whatsoever. I want to know how, in conditions like that, he was still able to kick the ball fifteen meters dead. Oh, mate, the guy's capable of some crazy things. But I feel bad for Newcastle. McCulloch and Watson gone for the season. Three yeah. hookers they got out, which is. It's not fun losing yeah. one hooker, let alone three. Uh, I, and, and in this, uh, there's, there's a piece of news that, well, we'll cover it now to avoid giving it some airtime in the news, but 
Apparently, Andrew McCulloch was only on loan to the Knights this year because he's got a player option in his contract to go back to the Broncos. And after finding out he's ruptured his Achilles tendon, he's picked that he's picked that uh, option back up. He'll be back at the Broncos next year, that, and he's not going to play for half the year. I I did hear that. I thought it was it was really weird. Obviously, he didn't want to get stuck behind Braley, which is you know pretty embarrassing. But uh, Brisbane just just got themselves a. Um, Another another salary cap hit. To be honest, I I feel real bad because he was having a really really good season, and he was, he was to watch well. him go. The things that the things that Brisbane fans were saying that he was so shit at, which were his service and his running, he was doing really well. Absolutely. Um, and, and it's and it's not like it's not as if the the injury was, you know, an impact injury. It's just it was he's a fucking victim of that terrible downpour of rain. Um, and, and to snap your tendon away from your ass cheek, my God, that sounds painful. Yeah, they, they reckon the higher it is, the worse it is, and it doesn't get any higher than that, which is... It just sucked. And then Watson, Watson comes on, and you can see when he fell, he turned around to see if someone kicked him. There was no one within a metre and a half of him. It's just... It's just yeah. When it's your time, it's your time. Like, that terrible. Yeah, a, lot, a few people I've spoken to that have ruptured their Achilles tendon, they, they say it's the equivalent of being shot, and they've never been shot. Yeah, so must feel horrible, but not as yeah. bad as Lock and Lewis getting hooked with like fifteen minutes to go in the game on the line. That's I think that's two weeks they've done that now. Yeah, I tell you what, you know, we said it last week about um, playing the the Dragons if Kieran Foran was out there, uh, they would have won the game. My God, that guy can close a football game. He did. I reckon they pulled Lewis off and put Katoa on and said, um, Foran plays six and seven for the next ten minutes, get us home, and he did. He definitely knows yeah. how to shut it out. Again, though, you don't really look at foreign and go, God, he had a beauty, but if he's not there, they don't win. Yeah, exactly. It, it, it's, it's the same thing as last week. You know, they he tore... Well, we shouldn't say he tore. He, he took the Dragons apart without really doing anything. And the minute he couldn't come back, the Dragons knew they had a sniff of the game. If he was the one that got hooked or if he got injured this weekend... Then you're talking about the dogs have lost again, but yeah, he just he, he shut them out when when the knights got a sniff of the game, he shut them out. Absolutely, jo- George Arliss gets a win as a coach. Good on him. Yeah, yeah, and look, uh, you know, Trent Barrett, he's he's got a bit to work with, and if he can if he can get a couple of these signings that they're talking about, if he can get that Matt Burton to come across, um, if he can get Dylan Walker out of his contract, you know, they, they've picked up Kotrick. There's talk they're going to get Curtis Scott as well. I don't know why. Um, Starting to starting to turn around a little bit, but they still don't they still don't have the makings of a good spine though. They don't, but that'll come because it, as we've seen in twenty twenty, anything can happen, and they just yeah. need to find a Puppenhausen, a guy that's stuck yeah. behind a huge name fullback and not getting a go, and they've just got to pick the right players. Yeah, I, I don't think they need a fullback because they've got Will Hopperwadi. They need a hooker and they need a seven. Well, maybe they should they bring just... um, what's his face, Michael Isher back. If they, if they can get Matt Burton and they they run with a Burton four and combo, I like that. Then you and, and you've got Hopewadi at the back. They just need a solid number nine. They should be throwing all their money at Brandon Smith. Yes. Oh God, can you imagine? Go to him and say yeah. you got an eighty minute position for the next ten yeah. years. He's a contract. Sign it. I just yeah. they they need something, and it, I don't want them to go to an Isaac Luke or one of those no. older players again. They need to pick a young. Emerging hooker and <laughs> yeah, Brandon Smith can do way worse. Yeah, and the final game of the round, the Penrith Panthers twenty-two, the Gold Coast Titans fourteen. The Panthers, yeah, they scraped at home. They had seven players out, 
It wasn't a good game. Conditions were just a shit up on the Gold Coast. Um, Titans, loads of effort, one lapse, and they lose the game. That's it. Again, am I being harsh in saying this was a shit weekend of football? Because this game just did nothing for me. I'm going to turn around and say, I'll, I'll give this round of football the benefit of the doubt and say the conditions were just so poor that you weren't going to get any good football. Um, and just, just so you know, our, our, we had to go and warm up in the torrential rain at like 2 o'clock for our game of soccer. And they called the game off just as we ran out on the field. And 15, we, we were like, why? Why have you called it off now? 15 minutes later, there were ducks on the field. God, jeez Louise. Well, this yeah. game, it was bloody sunny as they went to the break. And it comes back and it's a monsoon in the second half. Like, yeah. there was, it was a 12-minute or 15-minute half time and a completely yeah. different season. What the hell happened? Mate, Queensland happened. Yeah, at at, at halftime, we got the message that said, have a look at this. And we got the... The weather bureau and someone said it was lit up like a Christmas tree. Fucking hell, like that rain just, it shifted north real quick. Um, your mate Isa Yao, again, <laughs> flat track bully. I was, I was actually going to bring him up next and say, your mate, look, he's yeah. he's not he's not an origin quality player. I don't want anyone to think I'm riding him that hard. But he gets the job done. He scored another try. He makes plenty of tackles. He never misses any. He's just the sort of player, every team needs one of those. Just stick him there. You know he's going to do his job. He'll play Origin this year because everyone, because he's improved. Like he, he will, he probably will play Origin this year, but doesn't deserve it. No, I don't think he will. But Titans forty three percent possession and still push the Panthers all the way. Although Graham Annesley did come out and say that Anthony Don try should never have been given because of the humongous knock on the the play before. Uh, yeah, well, I don't really care about that. How poor was the defending? He just picked the ball up and dived over <laughs> yeah. in the corner. And only one bloke got a hand on him too, and you could see he was going to do it. As soon as he ran into dummy half, I'm already, you know, it's going to score. He's going to go. It's yeah. what Anthony Don does. Pretty uh, uh, pretty righteous. I was really happy Jamal Fogarty got a try. I like that kid. Great intercept, mate. He's, He's still running now, the poor bloke. He's, uh, He's not the quickest, <laughs> quickest player in the game. No, He's no, still going now. Me neither. I was expecting the fullback to come across, but I forgot Dylan Edwards wasn't there. He would have run him down. Yeah, Caleb uh, Aiken just doesn't scream uh, pace, but Crichton does. Like, yeah, where, where the fuck were they? I don't know. They must have been. I think he was going to catch the ball to go in and score, but he got in between. Good. Um, I mean, he probably could have turned the Ruby Princess around and gone and chased it. <laughs> that's how slow foggy he was. He yeah, pretty um, slow. Good try. I enjoyed it. Waker, a really quiet game. Really quiet. Which um, perhaps the Titans were celebrating a bit hard on their big sign and for feeder because I think only one player had a hundred meters. I think it was one of the bench forwards from memory. But that Kevin Proctor is just—he's a dud. Joy Arrow doesn't want to be there. He's just having a holiday before he gets his payday to go play in Redfern. And uh, did Jolifey was he even there? Yeah, didn't do much. Didn't do much. And then they they dropped some bloke late and bought in Sam Stone and he, he played okay. But when you're bringing in Sam Stone, I mean, God, that's that's dire. It was it was it was both firmer they dropped, wasn't it? That's right. Yeah, they said they rested him. The kid's like played three games. He's like 23. What the hell? Yeah, I don't really see why you're resting people when you're third from the bottom. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that was a, a, a furphy. I I don't know. But my idea, the Titans, um, that Ash Taylor. Mate, if he survives the year to play behind those two weaponry second rollers next year, he'll be doing good because uh, Brimson's back this weekend and I think things are about to change. 
No, I, I think I think Ash Taylor's. You're you're right. They're they're now building a forward pack that, you know, you you put you put any half in a team that struggles to go forward, and and they're not going to do anything. But the the time they're, they're building something, and and as you know, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now. Justin Holbrook has just got to pick and stick with with Taylor and Fogarty. You can't drop Fogarty because as slow as he is, he's playing some pretty good footy, and you can't drop Taylor because if you drop him, that's the end of his career. AJ Brimson's got to be their fullback because he just gives them that something special. You wait for their forward pack next year, you're going to see a different Ash Taylor. I hope so. I really do because when he signed that big contract, I was such a fan of the move because I didn't want him going and making the Broncos better. And, uh, I don't yeah. know that he would have. I think, although I still think he's a better option than what they got at Brisbane right yeah, now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to some news. Uh, the New Zealand Warriors didn't even interview Jeff Toovey. Are they fucking mad? Hugely disappointing. How's the disrespect? They released a, conference, a bloody press release or something or it got out. Oh, thank you, but you didn't match the criteria. Of what? Being a fucking floop de doo coach? I was just... I couldn't believe that. He, he, did, he didn't match the criteria of uh, getting into a grand final. Well... Okay, so the last coach that got them to a grand final was Ivan Cleary. Is that right? Yep. Am, I, am I right in saying that? Yep. And they actually lost to Manly. He's a 58% winning record in the NRL. How do you not even interview the bloke? Like, if Jeff Toovey turns around and says, you know what, I'm interested in coaching you, you've, you've got to at least have a phone chat with him. Oh, absolutely. It couldn't hurt. And I just, I don't know, like, I, for me, he was the leading candidate from people that, yeah. have, that have come in. Unless they've got, like, a Craig Bellamy wrapped up, and they're just they're just really coy about it. How the fuck do you not interview Jeff Toovey? The guy lives well, and breathes football. They've also released a press conference today saying that the Walker brothers were not successful in their one-year bid, and now Paul Green is their preferred candidate. Oh, fucking hell. They, they've decided on Paul Green, and they've just, they're not moving on that as far as I... I can guess. You know, you know, you probably know what it is, is they'll, they'll want Paul Green because Paul Green's worked with Todd Payton. Yeah, 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 it helps. Yeah, Paul Green and Peyton is, is their coaching staff for next year. It helps. I mean, I know he's got a grand final, but who in the Warriors is going to give him Jonathan Thurston? Yeah, no one. No one. Um, Josh McGuire suspended, uh, which makes the Cowboys even uh, Cowboys task even uh, harder. The Daily M's have been suspended after controversial round of voting in round nine and round ten. Good, fuck them. Yeah. How Johnson isn't six points clear right now is beyond me. Yeah, they didn't release the, the votes for round 11, but I can only assume Sean Johnson was screwed again. Uh, Brett Morris has got a fracture in his back and he's out for about five weeks. Yeah, what a bugger. You know, like, yeah. it's just it's just a product of the, I suppose, his million games of football and his age, but that sucks, and that's really going to test them. So they're down their two second rowers and their two wingers now, plus their, their lead lock. Uh, Sabio Williams will be confirmed for the Roosters. He's due to land in Australia on Thursday and will undergo a two-week quarantine. Now, Peter Volandis actually today came out and said that he's not bending the rules about the two contracts. He's just said that anyone who wants to that, that's playing in the Super League, that wants to honour their contract in the Super League for next year but wants to play footy this year, he'll allow them to come and sign a cut-price deal. I fucking love that move. I hate it. I, I don't want... I hate this particular deal. Like, I just, as if the fucking roosters need more help, you know? And, I mean, Sonny Bill's not the Sonny Bill that we, we know from years ago. And he his coming here is purely 
an ego thing for him, and it'll lift players around him because you're playing with Sunnyville. I don't think he's going to offer much on field. But I would say, if you come here, take your fucking Wolfpack million dollars. Who cares? Go play with the Warriors and help them out for four weeks. Or go, you know, go play for the Bulldogs, who you fucking screwed 10 years ago. Don't go and play for the Warriors. I can't agree agree with that there. What is the point of someone like Sonny Bill Williams, who's only going to get three games of football... What's the point of him coming over for that? It's restri- If you turn around and say on the proviso that you come over here, you can only go to a shit team, it's a restriction of trade. He could, one, put a legal case against you, or two, he's not going to come back. If It's Sonny Bill's choice. If he wants to come back to the, the Roosters, you've got to let him come back to the Roosters. Yeah, but this is the bloke who walks out on contracts, so fuck him is my is yeah. my simple. I know, I know I you're 100% right, but fuck him. He walked out on the Bulldogs, he walked out on the game, and when they asked him why he did it, he said, because I wanted to go play rugby union. Fine, you've made your choice, go sit in England and freeze. I know he's going to come back here and he's going to be a superstar on Channel 9, they're going to shove his cock and balls down everyone's throat, we're all going to love it. I can't stand the bloke. He signed He signed a fight to fight Barry Hall. Now, this isn't a Gallen-Barry Hall thing. Sonny Bill Williams will kill Paul Gallen if they have a fight. Because Sonny Bill's a professional boxer, whereas Paul Gallen is a thug. You know, love him. You know, got his picture on the wall. Won't be putting Sonny Bill's picture on the wall. But this is a serious fucking athlete who's going to kill Barry Hall. This guy doesn't give a fuck about football. This is an ego trip. This is a pinch hit. Come in, win an easy premiership, and piss off to the Wolfpack for $2 million a season. That's all it is, and fuck him sideways. Yeah, and people are going to... Uh, I mean, I really love that rant. That was, that was an all-time rant. I hate him. I cannot here. stand um, the bloke. But, but people are going to see that this isn't the Sonny Bill of 2013. This is the Sonny Bill Williams who people in Toronto were like, I thought this guy was supposed to be good. Yeah, he was a Go dud on. over there. But he was playing in a team that was getting whacked every week, so it wouldn't matter. He comes and he's got Kiri and, and um, Young Flano putting him through holes. I bet you he's twice the player he was in Canada. But if you want to say this, Rick Latelli was in the team that was getting spanked every week as well and was making 250 metres a game. That's pretty crazy because so, Rick Latelli, you know... Yeah. Um, apparently, he's coming back as well. Apparently, he's coming back for the remainder of the year. He's going to go to the Gold Coast Titans. I, I like that because the Titans need him and he's, he'll be their best centre. Um, yeah. Would you have him back at Cronulla for, um, you know, a little bit of nostalgia? No, because I can't stand Rick Latelli and I'll go on a rant in a minute if I have to. <laughs> Please, that's what I was <laughs> hoping for. <laughs> yeah. um, and finally, the rule change of the uh, the age because of this kid that the uh, the Rabbitohs are signing. The Rabbitohs want the rule change so they can debut him next year at 17 years old. Wade Graham, who also debuted at 17 years old, turned around and said it would be bad for him because of the way that the game has evolved in the last 10 years, and I couldn't agree more. Yeah, you We want... weren't allowed to play Bronson Zeri. They, they even changed the age group of the 20s to the under-23s to try and help these kids mature more. You put a 17-year-old kid at fullback and Dave Feeder makes a break, he's going to kill him. He will. What what Tedesco happened against Sevo? times it by two if a big forward gets through. Holy fuck. Yeah. I, I think that's really, really risky. Yeah. Uh, what's that? Josh Papali on this young 17-year-old kid. Josh Papali's got a new pillow. Absolutely. He'll... he'll... He'll, he'll fuck him. He'll make him his bitch. I don't. I don't like it at all. And I mean, if the, it's not as though this kid's six eight and three hundred pounds of you know pure muscle and just freakish genetics, he's a young fullback who's supposed to be quite talented. That's okay. But you know, these are fucking big human beings. He's gonna have to defend. Give him another year and let him mature. Yeah, I mean, 
the size of, obviously, you know, it's now come out for the reasons why Bronson Zeri is no longer playing footy. But at 17 years old, Bronson Zeri went and played a New South Wales Cup game and tore men to pieces, and he still wasn't allowed to play first grade football. This kid's half the size of Bronson Zeri. That's it. He's going to get destroyed if he plays next year. Absolutely. It's quite frightening. And, I mean, Wade wasn't the biggest teenager in the world, but he was a lot bigger than this kid. I haven't seen him, but I've, I've seen what Twitter said about him. You know, Twitter's always right, etc. But, uh, yeah, I worry a bit that they're going to change rules for one kid, too. Seems very reactionary. There's a picture of him standing next to Wayne Bennett, and Wayne Bennett looks taller and heavier. <laughs> oh, God. That mummy <laughs> skeleton. <laughs> oh, dear uh, me. Let's tip the round and get out of here, Dan. Uh, Thursday night. Oh, geez, I'm not watching this game. Dragons versus South. So I'm going to take South. I'll take the Dragons, mate. I don't like South at all. That's a good point. Yeah, South is shit. I'm think, still going to go with them. We I need, think, we need to pick I think Lomax will kill them. Yeah. Uh, Six o'clock on uh, Friday night, we have the Tigers versus the Warriors. Uh, I think the Tigers are going to dust them. Yeah, Tigers, TKO, mate. This is another weekend of football I don't care about. Um, we've got a lot to talk about tomorrow night, so let's throw the Broncos-Sharks game in here. I'm going to take the Sharks. i take the Sharks. Surprise, surprise. Uh, 3 o'clock on Saturday, we have the Roosters versus the Titans. Uh, this one will be a blowout. The, the Roosters have struggled against the Warriors and got beat by the Raiders. I'm expecting them to put about 40 points on the Titans this yeah, weekend. Yeah, I think they're going kaboom. I think Corden's name too, which will be huge. Yeah. No, no. Uh, uh, even though they named him, I don't think he's going to play. Oh, really? I still think they'll, they'll dust the Titans. Yeah. Uh, Cowboys and Raiders. I was very... T- uh, 5.30. I was very tempted to tip the Cowboys, but Josh McGuire got suspended, so I'm taking the Raiders. Raiders, mate. There's nothing there for the Cows. Yeah, and 7.30 Saturday night, Manly versus Penrith. Uh, I flipped a coin and landed on Manly, and then I slapped myself in the face and said, no, I'm going to tip Penrith. <laughs> what am I doing? Penrith for me, mate, I think they're um, they're building something special out there. Yeah, and uh, Sunday afternoon, Dogs versus Eels. Uh, I love this rivalry. I love this uh, matchup every year, and especially because the Eels are going to win by about 30. Yeah, Parramatta. I don't. I don't think this will be a blowout. I think this will be close. And to wrap the weekend off, it's the Storm versus the Knights up on the Sunshine Coast, and I think Melbourne are rolling, and they'll continue to roll. This could be the blowout, Melbourne for me. Newcastle need to find some answers quick. Yeah, too too many injuries for the Knights at the moment. I think um, you know they 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 went into the game against Melbourne last time. And we're completely blown off the park. I think it's going to happen to him again. Agreed. Yep. All right, anything else? No, nah, what a shit weekend of football. Let's never, ever do this again. Well, we're going to do it tomorrow night. Yeah, no, the podcast, I mean, but this uh, shit round of football. I can't do it. It hurts too much. All right, mate. I'll catch you later. See you tomorrow.